Good morning, everyone. Somebody's awake. All right. Well, it's good to see new faces, old faces, different faces in here this morning. Uh, we never seem to have the same crowd, but we always seem to have a crowd that's willing to worship Jesus this morning. So let's, uh, let's worship this morning. If you guys want to stand uh, or sit, that's fine. But we're going to open our service with uh, when the roll is called up yonder. So sing with us this morning. When the trumpet of the Lord shall sound and time shall be no more As the morning breaks eternal bright and fair When the saved ever shall gather over on the other shore And the roll is called up yonder, I'll be there When the roll is called up yonder 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 I'll be there on that bright and cloudless morning when the dead in Christ shall rise and the glory of his resurrection share when the chosen one shall gather to their home beyond the skies and the roll is called up yonder I'll be there when the roll is called up yonder when the roll is called up yonder, when the roll is called up yonder, when the roll is called up yonder, I'll be there. Let us labor for the master from the dawn till setting sun. Let us talk of all his wondrous love and care. When, when all of life is over and our work Earth on earth is done, done. And, and the roll is called up yonder, I'll be there. When the roll is called up yonder, 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 I'll be there. Amen. Give God the glory this morning. If you know when the roll is called up yonder, you'll be there. Say hallelujah today. Hallelujah. Praise God. Let's go to the Lord in prayer and just thank Him for that opportunity. If it wasn't through Christ, we could never get in there. But through His blood written in that Lamb's Book of Life, if your name is written there, glory to God, we have our eternity set for us. Amen? Amen. Father God, I come before you this morning. I, I thank you and I praise you for who you are and what you are. And I just pray, God, that as we have gathered in this place, that we will just lift our hearts to you, whether in song, in prayer, whatever it may be. May we look for your, your guidance and your direction in our hearts and in our lives. May your will be done, Lord God, as we have gathered together in this place. May you be able to look down and say, those are my people and I am proud of them there in Sutherland Springs. God, if there is someone here today that has not bowed a knee, that has not accepted you as their Lord and Savior, may you touch their hearts in a way that they will do so before it's too late. It's not about this church. It's not about a doctrine or this or that. It's about a relationship with you. May they find that relationship before it's too late. And God, we do lift up our dear sister, Miss Peggy, today. It's hard to not see her in your house, Lord God, but I know that where, you, where she is, you're there as well because she knows you and you know her. So God, just give her the peace of knowing that though she may not be here amongst us, she's here in spirit, that you're there in spirit. Let her feel your presence as you speak and preach to her this day. And give her a peace, Lord. I pray you take away any pain. And may she just feel your presence this morning. And may your will be done in her life as well. God, we give you all praise and glory. And it's in Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen. Amen. Good seeing everybody this morning. Praise the Lord for each one of you that's, that could be here today. Walk around a second, shake somebody's hand, and tell them it's just good to see them in God's house this morning. I'm <laughs> 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 
Just a few announcements. I was actually asked before the service if the numbers are right on the wall. They are not correct this morning. I did not get an opportunity to change them around. Not the, the, the finance numbers as well? Oh, okay. Okay, never mind. They are the right numbers up there now. Good deal. So Everything's back to where it's supposed to be there, so praise the Lord for that. As far as the rest of the announcements, let me uh, remind, I don't know where Bob is this morning, so keep him in your prayers. And then also, too, if you didn't know, Miss Peggy had her surgery and everything went well and she is back home. So we, when you lift her up in prayer, she is at home. And I've had a couple of people ask about my mother. She is still at Northeast Baptist. Uh, she will, they're going to look at the surgeries and everything tomorrow. She'll be on IVs throughout this weekend. So if you think about their, her, you want to lift her up in a prayer as well, but she is doing doing fine. She She's doing well enough to make sure to text me last night going, na 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 when, when Alabama beat A&M. So, uh, <laughs> but, so she, she's obviously feeling okay. She told me I had to leave the hospital yesterday because when, when A&M scored, she said I was making her blood pressure go too high. <laughs> but amen. So she is doing well. As far as the rest of the announcements, just a couple. Let me touch on our coat drive. Isn't it great when, when you're playing a ball ball game or something, you have that pinch hitter come in? Uh, we had a pinch hitter come in for the adults and tied it up about a bucket and a half a piece on the coat drive. So praise the Lord for that, and thank you, ma'am, for that uh, input there. Uh, so we, we are tied for the coat drive. But even though that's a, a, a neat little competition between the adults and the teenagers, the youth, Remember that all goes together and it's going to be helping out those who need jackets and coats this coming winter. So if God's laid it on your heart and you go buy a, a, a Goodwill or you clean out your closets or something like that, from, from children up, they need all the jackets and coats that they can get. That being said, let's move on to our fall festival. We're asking for more things. Praise the Lord. Even though I started late, we are doing well on our candy. We still need more. We still need more. I just got the look. I know we still need more. But we are doing very well. I praise the Lord for God's giving through you guys. Candy and toys. So we got a lot more toys coming in, but we could use more. As far as toys, if, you, if God lays that on your heart, remember what we're talking about. It's just little dollar store toys. We put those on the table and the kids can come and exchange candy for, for toys. It kind of makes the candy last further and the kids go home with more tangible stuff than just candy and things too. Either way, God's got it under control. Things are looking good. Continue to be praying for our fall festival coming up in just a week. Uh, praying that the kids and parents and everyone who comes will have a safe and fun time. But most of all, that we as children of God will represent Him in such a fashion that we that not only will He be, a pr- be proud of what we are doing, we'll show Satan that he can't take a day and make it his own. Amen? It's all God's. It's all God's. So remember our toys and candy drive, our coat drive, uh, Two more things. Next Sunday after the services, uh, we're down the road at, at Paul's Church, R- River of Life, River Oaks. I'm sorry, River Oaks Baptist Church. He is go- there's going to be a memorial service for Brother Cal Dykeman. Uh, everyone here is invited to come. Dinner's going to start at one o'clock. And yes, I know that. For those that think I can't get you out of here in time to go down there, we we can make it. Dinner's at one, and then the service the the. The memorial service will start at 2. So 1 or 2, you can go and stay for it all, come back at 2, 
But that's going to be down the road at Paul's church at 1 o'clock. It's God's church where Paul preaches. Um, and then also, too, next Sunday, the tryouts. So 5 o'clock Sunday evening, uh, Corey will be here, and they're starting tryouts for the Christmas play this year. So if you'd like to be a part of the Christmas play, young and old alike, if you'd like to come and be a part of the Christmas play, 5 o'clock next Sunday afternoon will be the, the uh, beginning practice tryouts and things of that nature for the Christmas play. Okay, I think that is enough of the uh, enough of the announcements this morning. I will draw attention to. I don't normally talk about our tithes and offerings. However, I want to remind everyone we don't pass a plate in this church. We have the columns in the front and back. Those are tithe and offering columns for you to be able to drop your tithes in out of obedience to the Lord. And if you have prayer requests, now I point that out because if you look in your bulletin, we we only made about half our budget last month, which was. Rather low. But if God, God lays that on your heart. It's not between you and me. That's between you and the Lord. So if God's laid that on your heart to, to tithe and give to the expenditures of the church, prayer and offering columns front and back. All right. Well, that's an, that's an, yes, sir. Oh, you have moments all the Thank you guys very, very much. I appreciate that. And, and you know, it's always a little awkward to have a pastor appreciation day, at least for the pastor, but I do appreciate you guys. It's nice to be able to go to these pastors' gatherings, and I hear so much angst about how they, can't, they don't have workers, they don't have this, they don't have that. I said, you know, we, I'm in a church, we don't have a lot of money per se, we don't have any financial things maybe. But I am blessed with people who are willing to work and jump up and do and visit and and just really help me out. And it's good. I'd rather see God's spirit any day than than have monetary things. Does that make sense? And I praise God for you guys. So I appreciate you being that person for me as well, Brother Bob. Come on down. All right, brother. Let me pray with you. Hey, I recognize that Bible. Father God, I just come before you and just lift up my brother to you right now and just, God, I thank you for this young man's willingness to come down and just open the scripture and, and just be what you've called him to be. Father, it's good to, whenever I see anyone open your word, but the young men like this is what this country is going to be founded on. So God, may you continue to use him, continue to encourage him, be, be, with, be with him and just, just let him feel your presence as he opens the word for us now. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks, God. So, I was questioning what I was going to talk about while I'm up here today, and uh, it was quite a struggle and trying to figure it out, and I had no clue up until about five minutes before I came in for the, serv- for the service what I was going to do, and as I was going through ideas, I was remembering a few past camps, youth camps, Easter camps, stuff like that that we've done, and uh, little moments have stood out from a few of them and kind of tied it all together, but um, while I was debating what to talk about, um, the idea kept coming to mind about how we spend our time, and so since it's scripture reading and we want scripture in there, I'll throw out a verse real quick, and it's a very well-known verse, so I didn't have them put it up, but it's Luke twelve thirty-four, and it says, For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. 
So really basic verse, but when we think about that, it's not just money that we're talking about because what is the most precious thing we have on this earth? It's our time. We don't have that long, and what we do have, how do we spend it? There's always the popular saying that you'll make time for what's important to you. So I just wanted to keep it really basic and really simple today because when we get up here for scripture reading, a lot of times we try to get a little more in-depth or provide a message that isn't normally taught or normally said or talked about. But today I just felt like I should point out we overcomplicate things in life. Try to keep it simple. And that's what I did today. I just wanted to point out the really simple fact that our time is our most precious resource and ask, how do we spend it? Let's pray. God, we ask you to keep keep our minds and hearts open and light. Keep us from overcomplicating things and just help us to see things as simple as they are to you. And we just ask you, Lord, to show us your will and keep us on your path and just keep things simple in our eyes, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Here we are. So, Bob, what you're saying is that I don't have to get up here and preach a sermon before I start singing. I could just start singing. And everybody will just join in. Okay, we're going to do that. I heard an old, old story. How a Savior came from glory. How he gave his life on Calvary to save a wretch like me. I heard about his groaning, of his precious blood's atoning. Then I repented of my sin and won the victory. And oh, victory in Jesus, my Savior forever. He sought me and bought me. With his redeeming blood, he left me ere I knew him, and all my love is to him. He plunged me to victory beneath the cleansing blood. I heard about his healing, of his cleansing power revealing. How he made the lame to walk again And caused the blind to see And then I cried, dear Jesus Come and heal my broken spirit And somehow Jesus came and brought To me the victory And oh, victory in Jesus my Savior forever. He sought me and bought me with His redeeming blood. He loved me ere I knew Him, and all my love is to Him. He plunged me to victory beneath the cleansing blood. And I heard about a mansion He has built for me in glory And I heard about the streets of gold Beyond the crystal sea About the angels singing And the old redemption story And some sweet day I'll sing up there song of victory and oh victory in Jesus my Savior forever he sought me and bought me with his redeeming blood he loved me ere I knew him and all my love is to him he plunged me to victory beneath the cleansing flood.
Everyone needs compassion, a love that's never failing. Let mercy fall on me. Everyone needs forgiveness, the kindness of a savior, the hope of nations. can move the mountains my God is mighty to say he is mighty to save forever author of salvation he rose and conquered the grave Jesus conquered the grave So take me as you find me, all my fears and failures, and fill my life again. I give my life to follow everything I believe in. Now I surrender. My God is mighty to save, He is mighty to save, forever author of salvation, He rose and conquered the grave, Jesus conquered the grave, shine your light in, let the whole world see, we're singing for the glory of the risen King. Jesus, shine your light in, let the whole world see. We're singing for the glory of the risen King. Savior, He can move the mountains. My God is mighty to sing. He is mighty to save forever, author of salvation. He rose and conquered the grave. Jesus conquered the grave. He's our Savior. He can move the mountains. My God is mighty to save. He is mighty to save forever. Author of salvation, he rose and conquered the grave. Jesus conquered the grave, he rose and conquered the grave. Jesus conquered the God 
disclosing. Sing it, church. And he walks with me, and he talks with me, and he tells me I am his own. And the joy we share as we tarry there, none other has ever known. He speaks and the sound of his voice is so sweet the birds hush their singing at the melody that he gave to me within my heart is ringing and with me and he talks with me and he tells me I am his own and the joy we share as we tarry there none other has ever known I'd stay in the garden with him though the night around me be falling but he bids me go through the voice of woe his voice to me is calling and he walks with me and he talks with me and he tells me I am his own and the joy we share as we tarry there none other has ever known Father God, I just thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Oh, my goodness. End off. All right, you can be seated this morning. If you have your Bibles this morning, turn to Ezekiel 37. Thank you, Chris. That was awesome, brother. Amen. Ezekiel 37 this morning. And we're going to start out reading our scriptures today. A passage of scripture that many of us have heard. In fact, we, we sing a song about some of it. And, and, and we might know this passage of Scripture somewhat, but yet I think we tend to, to forget about it sometimes. Or at least the message God laid on my heart this morning is one that I think we all need to hear sometimes. So I want to pray that you'll listen to what it says here. I'm going to read the first part of this, this passage, and then we'll break it apart just a little bit. But starting in Ezekiel 37, verse 1, Y'all got it back there yet, guys? Ezekiel 37, verse 1. If you have it this morning, say amen. Okay, so two people do. (laughs) Ezekiel 37, verse 1. The hand of the Lord was on me, and he brought me out by his Spirit and set me down in the middle of the valley. It was full of bones. He led me all around them. There was a great many of them on the surface of the valley, and they were very dry. Then he said to me, Son of man, can these bones live? I replied, Lord God, only you know. And he said to me, prophesy concerning these bones and say to them, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the Lord God says to these bones. I will cause breath to enter you and you will live. I will put tendons on you, make flesh grow upon you and cover you with skin. I will put breath in you so that you can come to life. Then you will know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I had been commanded. And while I prophesied, there was a noise, a rattling sound, and the bones came together, bone to bone. As I looked, tendons appeared on them, flesh grew, and skin covered them. But yet there was still no breath in them. And he said to me, prophesy to the breath. Prophesy, son of man. Say to it, this is what the Lord God says. Breathe. 
come from the four winds and breathe into these slain so that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and the breath entered them, and they came to life and stood on their feet, a vast army. Now let's stop there for just a moment. I want us to look at this passage of Scripture we just read. We're going to go a little further in just a little bit, but right now let's just stop and look at what's happening. First of all, let me say this. This passage is not about the resurrection. It's not about the resurrection. Though the Bible does teach of a literal resurrection, in Daniel chapter 12, verse 2, it says, Them that sleep in the dust of the earth shall come awake into everlasting life, and some to shame and contempt everlasting. There is an actual resurrection that can transpire. The resurrection is real, but that is not what this passage is about. It's not about resurrection. It's about restoration. It's about bringing it back. The future of, of, of Israel is what he's talking about here. And I would submit to you our own restoration as well. It is about taking what can seem as dry bones sometimes, bringing it back, and then breathing the breath of life within it. So let's look at this verse by verse this morning, just a little bit. Verse 1, God flies the, the prophet Ezekiel in on location, if you will. He's flown into this, this old battlefield, and he's given this vision. And he's, he lands here, and there's bones everywhere. And, and let me point out, too, it's no coincidence in verse 1 here that it says he was in the Spirit. The Bible tells us where there is no Spirit, there is no vision. And where there is no vision, the people will perish. We have to have that Spirit to have vision, to have vision to, so that we do not perish. We need to have that Spirit. So here Ezekiel is, he's in the Spirit. God brings him into the midst of this old and ancient battlefield. And what does he see? He sees bones all over the place. There are very many, many bones. Everywhere he looks, there's all these dry, dead bones laying everywhere. Now, this is a, a desert situation, much like what I, uh, I, when I travel out west. That's the way I picture it. When I, when I go out west, I know some people love that, but to me, it's just very hot. It's very dry. You, there's nothing there but cacti and tumbleweeds and sand blowing across the road. It's very, very dry here. I remember one time uh, 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 Jeremy and I was driving through West Texas and, and we were just, the highlight of the day was just watching the tumbleweeds blow from one side to the other. There was no people. There were no houses. There was just nothing but these, these very dry tumbleweeds, just, just parched and bleached white from the sun, blowing back and forth. That's, that's the way this message is here. He is in the midst of this ancient battlefield. It's very dry. It's very, very hot. And these bones are laying everywhere. And I don't know if you've ever seen bones that lay out. I remember I was hunting in West Texas one time, and there was a cow skull. And it looked good. Everything looked very sturdy. It looked like, hey, that's pretty neat. But, you know, when I picked it up, it just crumbled. That, that skull just crumbled away. It had been sitting in that heat and in that sand for so long. That's where Ezekiel is. He's in the midst of this desert. There's bones everywhere. They are bleached white. They are dry, dry, dead bones that just look like they are going to to crumble, kind of like Jesus said, white sepulchers, but, but everything inside was just dead bones. That's where Ezekiel is in this vision. Everything is just, just dying there. Well, this, this was an old battlefield, and this was the losers. He is looking out on this battlefield, seeing all the skeletons. He's seeing parts of bone just laying absolutely everywhere. Well, verse 3, he, he says, Thou knowest, Lord. In other words, he's saying, that's beyond me. God says, do you think I can bring life to these bones? Ezekiel's kind of looking at this scene, this desert full of dead, dry bones. And Ezekiel doesn't want to counteract God, but he's kind of like, oh, God, only you would know this. Then imagine in verse 4 what Ezekiel must have been thinking. When God says to him, now I want you to preach to these dry bones. Here he is standing in this desert looking at all these dead bones everywhere, and God says, preach to them. That has to be somewhat of a helpless feeling for a preacher anyway to, 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 to have to preach that. But yet I would submit there's unfortunately a lot of, 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 of helpless pastors today who are preaching in dead churches where everyone out there looks like a bunch of dead bones. Dry bones, just nothing being said, where even the saved members just sit there on their hands and are quiet and, and are like dry bones. They don't listen. They don't hear the word of the Lord. I would submit to you this morning, there's churches like that today. Oh yeah, brother, just going down to Bleach Bone Baptist Church down the road down there. You laugh, but there's, there's so many people that go to churches today 
And they're not much more than those dry bones just sitting in the desert out there. They don't move. They don't speak. They don't do anything. But I would submit to you from what we just read and what we're going to continue on this morning, that once the breath of life moves into you, you shouldn't be this bleached bone laying there anymore. There should be something going on. Ezekiel, is God just told him, I want you to preach to these bones here. And do you think it can be done? And Ezekiel says, well, God, only you can bring life to that. I'll preach to it, but only you, God, no, only you can bring life into this. Only you can move into this. I remember the first, girl, the first young lady I ever led to the Lord. I'll never forget it. it was, we just got through playing volleyball. We were going to a church in, in Sulphur Springs Baptist Church. And I, 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 we just got through playing volleyball. I was working with the youth there at this church. And this first girl I led to the Lord, it was so exciting to me that, that, I was at, that God used me to lead her to the Lord. And I remember when I was testifying about that, I, I, I went in and, and I misspoke and I said, I, I just saved this girl. I just saved her. But folks, let me assure you this morning and remind all of us, at best, as ministers of the gospel, which all of us that know Jesus Christ should be, at the very best, We are just talking to dry bones. It is the Spirit of God that saves, not me. It is the Spirit of God that moves within a person and saves them. It's not anything that I can say or do. We are but dry bones. It is the Spirit of God that moves and saves somebody. Even here, as Ezekiel was preaching to to these bones, it, it says then all of a sudden there was bodies. Imagine the scene on on this, 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 this desert. These bones are scattered everywhere, and all of a sudden they start surfing, trying to find their counterparts, clicking all together. Imagine the sound. It says they rattled, but can you imagine all these bones surfing through the sand and start clicking together, making all these skeletons? I trust the Lord, but I I have to say I'd be a little creeped out by that. But yet, here they are. They're all come together. There's all this clickety-clacketing going on. And imagine Ezekiel, when he, when he sees this, and he observes hundreds and, and thousands of skeletons come together in perfect order, and they're all standing there. Everything's going just like it should. And this wasn't, this, this wasn't just a, an instantaneous process. This was gradual. He's watching this all come together. They were scattered. They were dry. They were dead. And as he's preaching, these bones are clickety-clacketing and and he says he notices and listens and, and he starts seeing this stuff happening all around him and they come together as skeletons in front of him. But also notice they're still dead. They come together as skeletons, but they are dead. But then it says tendons comes and flesh comes. The body parts come upon them. And they're not just bones anymore. They're bodies now. But what are bodies without life? They're just corpses. They're still dead. Their bodies, the bones are put together. There's flesh and tendons, and, and there are bodies sitting there at this point. But it wasn't until verse 9 and 10, the big breath come. The big miracle comes, that breath of God. I, I, I tend to think of it like the miracle, miraculous breath in Genesis chapter 2, verse 7, where it says, the Lord God formed man from the dust of the ground, and then he breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man had a living soul. Folks, that's the kind of breath. These were just bodies. They were just skeletons. Then they were just corpses. But once the breath of life came into them, they were alive. It says all around Ezekiel stood a living, breathing army. They were dead. They were just bones. They were just bodies. But once the breath of God, praise God, God, glory of God moves within them, once the breath of God moves within us, once the breath of God moves into any sack of bones, then there is or should be life. It says at that point, when the breath of life came upon him, there was a vast and mighty army that stood around him. Praise God. Think about it. Three stages there. There There was those scattered, dry, dead bones. But then they start hearing the word of the Lord. And they come together and they become corpses. They hear the word. They have heard the word. But they're still dead. But once they allowed the breath of life to enter them, when the breath of the Spirit of God moved within them, they became an army for God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How many people today are sitting in the churches? They hear the word. They are the skeletons. They've even gone on to becoming corpses but they haven't heard the the breath of life yet. They haven't allowed the breath of life to move within them. And therefore, though they're sitting in a church house, they don't have that part of that army. They're just bags of bones. 
Look at verse 11. In verse 11, I want to read on this a little bit further. Then he said to me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. Look how they say, Our bones are dried up and our pope has perished. We are cut off. Therefore, prophesy and say to them, This is what the Lord God says. I am going to open your graves and bring you up from them, my people, and lead you into the land of Israel. You will know that I am the Lord, my people, when I open your graves and bring you up from them. I will put my spirit in you, and you will live, and I will settle you in your own land. Then you will know that I am the Lord. I have spoken, and I will do it. This is the declaration of the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. Before Jerusalem was conquered, the Jews was holding on to a false hope. They, they, they were hoping that the prophets would return on to them. And they were hoping for this and they were hoping for that. But then Jerusalem was destroyed. They had no more hope. All their hope was lost. They'd be equivalent to the, to the modern day manic depressive. They were sky high one minute and lower the snake belly the next. They said, okay, there's just nothing left. Everything's done. There, there is absolutely no hope for us. But this vision was given to Ezekiel to share with the people so let them know there is hope. There is hope. And this is what I'm going to do. In fact, look at verse 21. If you look at verse 21, he goes on to say there, and this is important for you and I this morning, he says, tell them this. This is what the Lord God says. I am going to take the Israelites out of the nations where they have gone, and I will gather them from all around and bring them back to their own land. Folks, he has done that in our era. We are in the midst of a prophecy being fulfilled. May 14, 1948, Israel was moved from all the nations where they had gone and came back to themselves. They were scattered, dry, and dead, and God brought them all back there. In 1948, they brought them back together on their land. They exist today. But unfortunately, they are a spiritual corpse. They have a flag. They have a constitution. They have a prime minister. They have a police force. They have an army. They've even sent astronauts into space. They have everything except that, that spiritual life that comes from the breath of God. You can walk from one end of Israel to the other. You can walk from the Muslim end all the way to the, to the Jewish end and you'll see all kinds of incredible sights. You'll see all kinds of things going on there. Some neat things. But you will not find true spiritual life. Israel stands today. There is no doubt about it. Israel stands today a spiritual corpse awaiting life. We are seeing this prophecy in action today. We hear and see the bones clicking together. We see and hear everything coming together. Everything is being brought to the way it's supposed to be. But spiritual life begins when the breath-like wind of the Holy Spirit moves from God and into that, that, to our spiritually dead bodies and brings us alive. Folks, he was speaking to the Israelites here. He was speaking to the nation of Israel. He was speaking to those spiritual corpses. But I would share with you this morning that he said that whomsoever believes in him shall not perish. He died so for each and every one of us. We all who have heard the word of God are that spiritual corpse until we allow the breath of life to move within us. And that breath of life is still moving today. These bones became bodies and when breath entered them, that's when they became alive. That's when they stood on their feet. That's when they became mighty army of the mighty army of God. You and I today, if we have truly accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, then it says the Holy Spirit has moved within us. It has quickened our spirit. It has moved and baptized us by the holy fire. We have been filled with the glory of God. If we truly have accepted the Spirit of God within us, then we're not going to sit like dead bones. We're not going to be quiet like dead bodies and spiritual corpses. We are going to be out and about, and the world is going to see a moving army of God. The breath of life, the breath of power, that breath of spirituality that Ezekiel was speaking of is the same that Christ said would come and fill us, the great comforter, and it is the same today. If you've truly accepted Christ, then I would say that you can't keep your mouth shut about Jesus. If you are living a life where nobody knows whether you know Christ or not, I would say you probably need to stop and assess, are you still that spiritual corpse? We should be moving. Listen to me now, folks. Listen, listen to what happened there. When we come alive, things happen. They move. People who have come alive, they accomplish things. They make sounds. They, 
They grow, they change, they affect others around them. Some of us, I think, dragging the church on Sunday morning looking like dry bones. We come into church and we, 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 we look like spiritual corpses that, that there is no life or there is no spirit. We come to church because, well, you know, that's what I'm supposed to do on Sunday. Oh, I'll go and, and give God my hour. Maybe we're staying up too late on Saturday nights. I don't know. We're, I think we tend to push the envelope sometimes. What's the latest I can stay up and still get up and, you know, I have to go to church? God deserves our best, folks, not our leftovers. There's, there's no such thing as spending too much time with God. If you have got the breath of life that moved within those, the army that Ezekiel was speaking of, if you have the breath of life that moved within the, the, those that Jesus was talking about when the Holy Spirit moved within, if the Spirit of God abides within you, then guess what? God the Spirit wants to hang out with God the Son and God the Father, and there's no spending too much time in His house. You're going to want to be there. He is worthy of our going to bed on time and then and then spending the day with him, folks. He is worthy of us coming to his house and singing and praising and, and, and doing what he would have us to do. Giving our strength and, 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 and our best, which he deserves, to, to Hollywood or some party or some computer program is wrong. That's not what we've been called to do. If we truly have been given that breath of life, as Ezekiel talked about right there, then we wouldn't bring other spirits down. We'd be lifting them up. But I think when we come in and we drop in our pews and slump down and look at the floor and nod off the whole time, we're hurting those around us. We look like spiritual corpses. Think about what Ezekiel saw. He saw the bones come together. He saw flesh put upon them. But there was no breath yet. You know what they probably look like? What do we look like sometimes on Sunday morning out there? We have to ask ourselves, what side am I on here? Am I that spiritual corpse or have I had that that power move within me? Have I had that breath move in front of me? Have I had the breath of God move in my life? Because you see, if that great breath has moved into us, then we should be excited. We, we We need more people who are thermostats rather than thermometers. A thermometer sits and just becomes the same temperature as everything around it. But you know what a thermostat does? It sets the temperature around them. We should be out here in this church. If we're truly filled with the power of God, whether we're in this church, whether we're next door, whether we're at our workplace, whether we're at our school, we should be lifting the temperature around us. I don't know if you realize it, but you affect those who are around you. If you've been born again and you are excited about it, the breath of life has moved and and entered into your bones and resurrected your spiritual corpse, people are going to see and hear and know the excitement in your life. You can't help it. Because you're not a spiritual corpse anymore. You're alive. And if you're here this morning, you say, yeah, I'm saved. I have that spiritual life. I'm afraid that some of us might need to notify our face to show it. We need to smile a little bit. We need to lift our hands. We need to say amen. We need to praise the Lord. We need to sing out like Chris said, sing out in song. We should be moving. When the Spirit of God is moving upon us, it's not going to sit there like a dead corpse. Ezekiel looked down and said, man, they went from bones scattered all over the place to an incredible army of God. He didn't say then they were standing there and just stood at attention. He said they were an incredible army, a vast army. That means he felt, saw, and knew there was power in them folks. There was power moving in them. If that power is in us, then we need to sing out. We need to raise, a, raise our hand, even though nobody else around us may be doing so. Don't let others drag you down. Set the temperature. Don't say, well, I want to say amen, but you know nobody else is saying amen. Just because they're the corpses, don't let them let you look dead. You should make a stand. You can do this. If God has breathed that life within you, if you have the fire within you, then you should be able to make a stand and say, this is real. Thessalonians 5.19 says, do not quench the Holy Spirit. Folks, when that Spirit is moving, glory to God, then you need to make that stand. Say, hallelujah. You need to say, amen. You need to raise your hands, whatever it is. Rather than shutting it down, let the Spirit loose. Don't sit like dry bones. There's enough churches today that have plenty of dry bones laying around them. We need some Christians who are are willing to get out of their shells and, and step up and step out and say, you know, even if no one else in this church is smiling, I choose to smile. I choose to glorify my God. I choose to praise the Lord. 
If I'm the only one singing, I'm still going to worship the Lord with all I have today. If I'm the only one listening to the attentively to the special or attentively to the Scripture reading, which Bob did so incredibly well this morning, even I may be the only one listening, I am going to focus, I am going to rejoice, and I am going to clap my hands and support the cause of Christ because I am filled with the power of He who wrote this book. Folks, we should be part of a spiritual army, not spiritual corpses. We should be willing to make a stand, even if I'm the only one in the house, and say, I choose to serve the Lord today. If you go visit some church somewhere, and you realize they're all sitting on their hands, they look like they've been sucking on lemons, be the one, don't fake it. But if the Lord's moving you, hold them hands up and say, Hallelujah! Who knows, you might even wake up the pastor. But let God move you, folks. The question this morning is, have you been saved? Because if you haven't been saved, wouldn't you want to be? Do you want to continue to be just dry bones laying in a desert? Or maybe you've heard it and you become those spiritual corpses. Wouldn't it be great to have the Spirit of God move within you and you can say that you are now part of a vast army? That you've been brought together and, and you realize that He's been drawing you home just so He could breathe that life into you? Folks, the, all you have to do, the final step there, is to surrender your heart. Give Him your heart. Repent of your sins. Turn from your past. Say, God, I want to be yours. I don't want to be bones. I don't want to be a spiritual corpse any longer. I choose life. And you know what happens? He said, whomsoever believes in me and professes with their mouth that I am the Son of God and believes that I was resurrected, so shall they be saved. You know what that happens then? The breath of life moves within you and you will be a changed person. That the forever frown all of a sudden will turn into a smile. That mumbling on a song all of a sudden starts singing out. It doesn't matter how you sound. God hears your heart. I had somebody tell me a few, I guess a few months ago, they heard me singing all the way in the back. I'm sorry, in a way, because I know my singing's not great, but you know what? I'm still going to keep singing just as loud as I always do. Not because I'm being self-righteous or pious, because it's between he and I. And that's what it should be with you as well. If you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, then we should want to sing out. We should want to say, here I am, Lord. Folks, if we have been saved and we do know the Lord and and, and we have him in our lives, then we need to realize we should be making a difference. We have co-workers around us. We have friendly corpses, if you will, all around us. They just need to know what it's like to live for the Lord. They need to know that that breath of life exists. And how are they going to know if you don't share it with them? If you don't live in such a way that they see the breath of life in you, they're just going to continue to be in spiritual corpses. We have neighbors who who have heard the word, but they're spiritual corpses because they've been watching you and they don't see any difference. They need to see that they're, they, they need to watch our life. They, we need to be watching out for their souls and living the way they would have, how God would have us to live so that they will see there's a difference. We have relatives who are spiritual corpses and, and we may see each other physically every day because we have a physical relation, but how sad it's going to be when one day we get into the eternity and we're going to be separated forever because we didn't allow that spirituality to show forth when we were on earth. We allow them to continue to be a spiritual corpse because we didn't let the breath of life within us show that we were an army of God. Bones, corpses, or alive and excited for Christ. That's the decision we've got to make. That's the choice that we have. I think that every one of us has been those bones. Every one of us is a spiritual corpse. But you have to choose You have to choose whether you're going to let the Spirit of life move within you or not. And if you do, then why quench the Spirit? Let it out. It's okay to say hallelujah. It's okay to say amen. It's okay to praise the Lord. It's okay to jump and shout if that's what the Lord lays on your heart to do. It's between you and Christ. And if God's telling you to be excited, then you know what? I can guarantee that Christ was excited. When he knew that he was going to go spend time with his heavenly father, he didn't worry about what all the people were doing. He said, no, I'm going to go spend time with my father. And he went and he prayed. This morning, you need to ask yourself, 
am I a spiritual corpse? Or have I truly let the Spirit of God move within me? Because if you have, I want to tell you, you have an incredible testimony. You may not think so, but you do. Because you're alive. You're alive. Ezekiel looked out on them bones when the Lord told him to preach to them, and I, I can just sense the overwhelming sense of, oh my goodness. But when he saw them click together, I think he got a little more excited. Wow, look at that. Then when he saw bones and flesh come on him, he's looking, man, I got people in front of me. They're looking at the floor and they're spiritually dead. But hey, there's something going on here, Lord. God said, preach unto them the spirit of life, the breath of life. And when he spoke the breath of life and the people received the breath of life, Ezekiel said, I stood about and there was a vast army of God around me. Wouldn't it be great for you to be able to leave this place today and say that I didn't just go to church. I stood amongst the members of a vast army of God. That's what we should be. But only you can choose it. I desire not to be any higher in, that, in God's army than anyone else, but I choose to be in His army. What is your choice? What is your choice? If you're here this morning and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, then I would present to you that you can make that happen today. You can accept Him today and say, Father God, forgive me my sins. I realize you are real. Everything I've been hearing about you You've drawn me together. You've put flesh on my bones. But now I want that breath of life. And he'll give it to you. You're here this morning and you say, you know, I accepted him. It's been a long time and I've, I've, I've kind of fell back into a hole. I, I, I just am not excited like I used to be. The great thing is you can look to him and say, Father, forgive me. Give me back that vitality. Give me back that life. Give me back that joy. Let me just say Amen. Allow me to be that thermostat rather than just a thermometer of the, de- th- the things around me. You know what he'll do? He'll have you pick up the tempo around you. It's your choice this morning. What do you choose? Do you choose life? Or do you choose the spiritual corpse? It's your decision this morning. That's all stand. I want to lead us in a word of prayer. God may be telling you to just uh, keep on going the way you're going. Or he may be telling you to repent. You may have been telling him, God, you know, I give you an hour here and there. Isn't that enough? And he's saying, my spirit didn't leave you. Why did you leave me? Whatever it is today, will you take it to him? This altar will be open. I'll pray with you. You can pray right where you're at. But let's leave out of here with a smile on our face, not because I'm through preaching, but a smile on my face because I serve a mighty God. That's what brings joy. That's what brings power. And you may be here this morning saying, I had somebody tell me a little while, I wanted to say hallelujah, but I didn't think y'all did that in your church. And you know what I told them? I said, do you need to say it next time as loud as you can and scare those around you and maybe they'll say something because you scared them into it. Amen. Whatever it may be, let God go forth, not man. And let him reign. Let him reign. Father God, I come before you this morning. And I praise you for who you are and what you are. That you are Lord of Lords, King of Kings is beyond any conversation, Lord. It is proven, it is true. And just as we are in the midst of this prophecy that Ezekiel speaks of, I see it working right now. As the nation came together in 1948, and I see things happening together today as the breath of life is moving. God, thank you that you allowed us to be a part of that. Thank you that you have shown yourself to be true as you always do. Now may we follow through with it, Father. May your will be done, Lord. In Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen. If God's speaking to you this day, guys, will you pr- I pray you'll step out. Put the past in the past. Nobody can change what they've done. But you sure can, can change what you're going to do. It's your decision today. As we sing, Chris. Mm-hmm.